Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast, everybody. My name's David, and this week I sit down with co-host Lindsay, we have a whole bunch of drinks, and we talk with a friend of mine about the classic topic, can men and women be friends? Spoiler alert, no, they cannot. Well, sometimes. I think we can all agree that it is a better left alone. Kidding, of course, but we do agree on very little in this episode. We welcome a new co-host, Lindsay. Jen buggered off on us, so we replaced her. Relax, it's only temporary. She is back next week. Lindsay fills in nicely, though, and probably was a better voice of reason this episode because she has a bit more insight. You see, Jen has been married a long time, so it was good to get another perspective. I think we call this week's guest L, although that isn't her real name. And frankly, I think we call her by her real name a few times. Anywho, she's an old friend of mine from back in the day, so it's nice to reconnect with her and argue about complicated relationship issues. We get pretty loose on this bad boy. All of us do. It was excellent. And I'll say it here first. The second season of the Loosen Conversational podcast will feature many looser conversations. Now, there's nothing wrong with people who don't drink, but millions of other podcasts are there for them. Loosen Conversational needs its guests and hosts to tie one on, you know? It makes for those cringy, awkward conversations that we are known. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And, after you listen... I hope you rethink that friend-zoned relationship you have. Don't toss it away, but recognize it for what it is and realize that you're simping. Or, if you're in a friend-with-benefit situation and hope for more, realize it will never be fulfilling, and you are just being used for sex. Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Jen is not here because she went camping with her family. She besmirched me on social media and said that I replaced her. I did not, although I did. And we have the wonderful Lindsay. Thank you for that lovely welcome. Yeah, Lindsay's fantastic. Her and I have gotten loose and conversational many times. Like Jen, we used to work together, but we don't work together anymore. Not anymore. No. But for four years, we did. Yeah, we did. It was fantastic. And she is filling the role of the female and the millennial co-host because she's both, <laughs> but she's much younger than Jen. Love you, Jen. And our guest this week is L, not her real name, from <laughs> Prince Albert, not her real city. She is a nurse, not her real job, but we used to work together many, many years ago, and she has a great perspective on today's subject. And today's subject is, I don't know why I build it up, because if you're listening to the podcast, you probably saw this in the title, Can Men and Women Be Friends? The age-old question. The age-old question, yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit at the beginning, more than I normally do, even though every time people give me feedback, they say, you talk too much. But I have a bit of perspective on this, so I'm going to set it up, and then we're going to have a chat about this. But before I do, and we started to talk about this a little while ago, really quickly, I believe men and women cannot be friends except for a very narrow circumstance. Lindsay, you believe... Otherwise, I absolutely can believe that men and women can have a platonic friendship. Like any man and woman can. Sometimes there are some hoops to jump through, but I do believe that there it is possible to be friends, you know, with opposite genders. Okay. Oh, there's that thing, opposite genders. Oh, we can't say that. Oh, no. Uh, no, we will... I'll explain a little bit this when I go into my long, boring rant. But we do need to say masculine and feminine. Last week's podcast, yeah. if you listen to it, Joel did a great job of explaining this whole idea of gender and things like that and really kind of opened my eyes to some things. Um, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit. For all intents and purposes right now, we're talking about can two people have an option of having a romantic relationship or a friendship, can they choose friendship if romantic is not on the table? Mm, okay. God, you fucking millennials, you make it so hard to talk. 
You can't just say men and women. You got to be like, oh, well. Okay, fuck. Okay, L. I tried to change. I tried to choose a name that would be like easy that if you had to edit it, you could. I know. I know. Okay, L. Uh, mm-hmm. That's true. I could. I could edit. I could. Just right. Take the, you can I just take, take the, the first m- part out. out. Well, now they know what your name is. Anyway. Well, you're gonna edit that L, out. I will. L. What do you think? Can men and women be friends? Okay. Well, I'm a little bit in between both of you, and I think I think you can. But the disclaimer is that I think somebody always has to give something up. You almost have to like override your system a little bit. So I I think it's possible, but not without some difficulty. And is this because of research you did or this is your experience talking? This is this is both. So this is a little bit of research and this is some interesting relationships that I've had over the over 20 years of friendships with men and I can say men just cuz I identify as a woman that have have led me to this this conclusion. Do you ever? <laughs> um, okay, really quickly, I'm going to go set through something really quickly. So I'm going to try to talk about this as quick as I can because it sets up my uh, explanation. So human beings, modern human beings have been on this planet for about 46,000 years, but it took us about 3 million years to go from uh, a, a very primitive ancestor to become primates, to become apes, and then to become homo, like the homogeneous humans, to become... Uh, humans and then to become modern humans. Around 46,000 years ago, we became, for all intents and purposes, modern humans. In the next 6,000 years, between 46,000 years and 40,000 years ago, we absorbed and otherwise made extinct our closest um, relative, the Neanderthals. And uh, we're all white here. So we probably have a lot of Neanderthal DNA in us. Interestingly enough, wherever modern humans have gone, we have caused extinctions. And one of the questions becomes, well, what made us so different and so much more competitive that we were able to eliminate Neanderthals in 6,000 years? By comparison, Homo erectus, neither one of you guys giggled when I said Homo erectus, that's disappointing. (laughs) Homo erectus as a species was around for about uh, 2 million years. So 6,000 years is nothing, right? And we coexisted with Neanderthal for a long time. What happened when we became modern humans, a few things happened. Um, But the biggest thing was the size of our brains, the way we walked upright, um, and a few other little things. But one of the biggest things happened was our brains started growing and nature had a problem. So for a woman to be able to walk upright and have a baby with a brain as big as ours are, nature changed it. So a human, a modern human gestation period is about half as long as it should be. So when you look at similar, like chimpanzees and things like that, similar primates, you would, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say you would, a woman would carry a baby for 12 to 18 months for it to develop sufficiently to be able to be self-sufficient on its own. So in order to preserve basically the size of your hips and the size of the baby's brain and all these other things, it's born like half done. So the baby comes out and it is uh, helpless. And not only is the baby helpless, the mom is obviously recovering from childbirth, but she also has a helpless child to take care of. And so how does nature make that happen? And not just happen, but happen so successfully that we become the dominant animal on the planet. Dads. Dads who stick around for a certain period of time and help provide for the baby, help protect the mom and help provide for the mom until a certain point where she is able to, um, not, not that the baby can take care of itself, but she can take care of the baby and working within the tribe, fend for herself and the baby can uh, thrive and things like that. Now, here's one of the things if somebody bags on me on gender, 40,000 years ago, they didn't have this issue. And I think two or three million years ago, one of the things that defined 
um, a primitive version of our species, was sexual dimorphism, that there's a difference between men and women, right? So 40,000 years ago, there was a difference between modern human males and modern human females. There just was. Don't get mad at me. There was. What nature had to do was create a system that would keep the male around. And it did. So 46,000 years ago, which in the terms of human, uh, in the terms of evolution is a drop in the well, we had what I have coined the pair bonding reward system. And the pair bonding reward system is something that's in our brains. And first off, let me just say, because I know people are going to argue this and say, no, we're above that. We're better than that. We're sophisticated human beings. Yes, we have brains with tons of neuroplasticity and with enough intention, we can do anything we want to do, right? We can set our minds to it and we can do whatever we want to do. You want to live a life where I'm going to intentionally be friends with a lot of people of the opposite gender and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, you can do that. I'm not saying that on the surface, men and women can't be friends. But what I'm saying is that when you, number one, and I'm not going to go into everything here because I've talked to too many people and I would take the whole podcast talking. If you have somebody that you are attracted to, okay, which is not to say they you experience arousal with them, you are attracted to them. That's the first thing. Uh, The next, you develop a deep social bond with them, okay? Then your pair bonding reward system, whether it is appropriate or not, will kick in. And when the person that you are attracted to, and keep in mind, this is where gender doesn't matter. If you're a man who's attracted to men, you're a woman who's attracted to women, you're, what's Demi Lovato now? Non-binary? No, 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 that's different. If you're pansexual, yeah, if you're pansexual and you're attracted to whatever, then you're attracted to whatever, right? Attraction, deep social bond, you will, your brain will start to produce dopamine when you're in their presence. You will have reactions to serotonin. Eventually, you will start having, your brain will start releasing oxytocin. And if you're a man, you will start to produce vasopressin. And these hormones create changes in you. They create feelings and emotions and all these kinds of things. Now, are you in love with the person? Well, let's look at that. Up until the Middle Ages, people would tend to pair up on much on much more casual basis. In the Middle Ages, it became popular to suppress your urges in the, for the sake of morality. But what happened was you would, you would meet somebody who would have all these feelings and they had to explain it. So the explanation became courtly love, which was a bunch of traditions slash a bunch of mythology and rituals around courtship. And eventually... French courtiers or French, uh, what's the word? Like people who sang and stuff like that started writing songs about it. They wrote poems about it. And now in the modern day, we have movies and TV shows and, and tons of industries around this idea of romantic love. So courtly love has become romantic love. And the idea that when you meet the right person, the two of you fall in love. And that explains the emotions and the things that you feel. Because oxytocin and dopamine are powerful. And you could say, well, every animal has vasopressin, oxytocin, dopamine, and especially oxytocin and vasopressin, they have other things like oxytocin stimulates milk production and it helps during labor and things like that. True, but but humans are unique in that we have receptors that also make them do different things to us. And oxytocin and dopamine create pleasure and they feel really good and they feel wonderful. So to sum up, for men and women to be friends... Like 100% we're just friends. We're just going to hang out. You're going to fill the same role in my life as a guy will. I'm never going to want to have sex with you. I'm never going to think about that. I'm never going to plan that. I'm never going to hope for fun little accidents where that happens. You cannot have any of the things that lead up to it. And to me, men and women can be friends as long as they head off the very first thing. They cannot be attracted to each other. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you, if anybody wants to go back to the first and second episode of our podcast, as well as I think the Jan Canty one, Kylie is, oh shit, I wonder if it's okay if I say her last name. Well, whatever. Kylie, her and I are really good friends, really good friends. 
we're not attracted to each other. And in fact, when we've talked about it, because people always wonder if there's something going on between us, there's not. And in fact, I feel more about Kylie and she feels about me the way you would about a brother or sister. And it's just a weird thing about the way our, our relationship happened. Right? But isn't that now like initially? No, no, actually it's not. I know it's I know it's popular thing. I know what you're thinking of that. Yeah. Because what Lindsay's referring to is this popular thing where I had a crush on Kylie. And it was I at this point I had no idea anybody would know who Kylie was. She was somebody who was in my rotary club with me. And you know what? Maybe. I mean, Kylie's a great woman. She's smart, she's attractive. There's lots of things that are great about her. But no, no, when you actually look at who I've partnered with now and what I go for, that's not Kylie, right? I, at the time, was confused because I was coming, I just came out of a marriage and there was this woman that everybody told me was amazing and by every, you know, any way you would rate a woman, she's beautiful, she's athletic, she's smart, she's funny, she's everything, right? But she's just not for me. And it's interesting because she's a lot more open about why I'm not for her. It's because I'm fat and I have kids, right? A daughter, (laughs) which is great for her that she's able to put her finger on it, right? And whenever I call her on it, she's like, I never said that. I'm like, no, 100%. We had a conversation once and you said it was because I was fat. And if you look at her partner now, Richard, who's a great guy, he's very lean, right? So, and I'm okay with that. I mean, everybody eats their own, but that's my caveat. If a man and a woman are mutually not attracted to each other, they can be friends. Now, what happens if one is attracted and the other one's not? Has, have either one of you ever been in that situation? I think we all have. I think that there is a, that's part of life, you know, whether it's when you're young or when you get older, you can be attracted to someone and they just don't feel the same way. Yeah, and then do you, can you result into friendship, I guess, is what this whole podcast is about. Absolutely not. <laughs> so absolutely David, not. I have a question for you. With Kylie, you said that you were okay to default to friendship because she wasn't attracted to you. What if she had said that she had feelings for you? Would that have changed things? No. Uh, you know what? I could see... Uh, that's actually a really good question. That's a really good Very question. Good. And, and you got to assume, right? I think what would have happened is we probably would have gone on a few dates and nothing would have come of it. And so then that would have been it. Have, so, okay. So Lindsay, then the question... Go ahead, Michelle. No, you're the guest. You get to keep talking. Sorry. Sorry. Would that have... So if you guys went on a few dates and things didn't work out, do you think you would still be friends after? Because there's that whole classic, hey, it's, it's not you, it's me. I'm just not interested. But let's be friends. Right? Like that's kind of yeah, a, loaded, yeah. a loaded sentence. Kylie and I would have still been friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even think we would have got to the point where it, we were intimate. Right? Like literally we have like almost a sibling relationship. And the other thing, Lindsay, have you ever seen Kylie and I fight? Yes. It is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. How bad is it? It is. Yeah. Enormous. It Nobody fights They're like scary. Kylie and I. You yeah. run away. And But the weird thing is, it's like one of the things we bonded over. Like we scream at each other and we we got told not to do it anymore at work. So we don't do it anymore <laughs> at work. Someone told you yeah. that. But I mean, one of the best days I ever had with Kylie was my very first Christmas after my separation. And I was worried I was going to be alone. And her, she sort of opened her house to me and she basically let me tag along with her wherever she went for Christmas. And we really bonded over it. But we played actually the game we used to play in the podcast, which we don't play anymore, where, you know, you basically ask a question and we asked us, we got in a screaming fight on Christmas Day with like people around. And it's just this thing we do, but it's not sexual at all, right? And I think that when you're talking about attraction, you're talking about a a sexual attraction because keep in mind, all of these things are built into us so that we have babies. 
Mm-hmm. And whether you choose to have babies or not, right, that's different. But everything around you is based on your subconscious or your ancient way of judging the other person as being a genetic partner for you, somebody you want to have kids with. Yeah, I think that there, I was just going to add to that, David, in a couple of articles that I printed off, because I'm kind of weird like that. I like reading research articles. And the I, word is I wanted, yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay with that. But it's interesting. Thorough. I call it thorough. Thorough. I wanted to see if there was any like peer-reviewed research about men and women being friends. And I found actually a few articles. And the one article really talked a lot about men being biologically driven um, to, to like procreate, to want to sleep with women. So when you were talking before about evolution, um, I wonder if some of that doesn't come into play, just this evolution evolutionary part of us that we're trying to work against sometimes. So in the article it talked about oh, women 100%. being it talked about women being socialized to be emotional and and it, there's a lot of risk if you just let's say sleep with somebody or have, or have sex with somebody there's a lot more risk for women than there is men and and yet men are biologically driven. Why is that? To what? The women or the men? No, why do they have more risk? Because they have that chance of getting pregnant, and then all of a sudden, they're the ones being stuck with a baby. Oh, yeah. That makes and, sense. And, so, <laughs> right. and some women, you know, they have to have that emotional attachment specifically to, you know, right. have that sexual attraction, right? Like, that's what oh, yeah. feeds their fire is that emotional attachment. And yeah, it can get risky. And that's why there is so many messy situations in our current world and our dating world has blown up in heartbreak or in a detachment like women are training themselves to you know trying not to get attached and not hope for that relationship and choosing not to marry Lindsay, you make a really good point because i think evolutionary wise we're looking for that emotion and that's just i'm being generalized right like that's not to say that some men don't want that emotional connection but Mm -hmm. in the one study that i looked at from 2007 they really talked about um like the whole article was about friends with benefits right and it really talked about women want friends and men want benefits. And for men, hey, it was... I'm gonna, it, no, just let me jump in there on the friends with benefits because okay. I'm going to say the last bit of my thing and then I'm just going to let you guys talk. Sure. Because what we're, what we're talking about now is when we go into a relationship with somebody that we're attracted to and that we have all these things. And, and I'm not going to say the name, but you and I are both thinking of the same guy when we think of this, right? Like the king of the friend zone. <laughs> Yes, I right? know. Yeah, like, I know I do. who yeah. you're like, talking about. Yeah, so even even though I used to think I was king of the friend zone, but no, we know guys king of the friend zone. <laughs> I mean, when when you go into a relationship and you are attracted to the other person and they're not attracted to you, and then you form a social bond, to them you're a friend. To you, they're somebody who causes the pair bonding reward system. And David, that's when things get really complicated and interesting. Oh, they do. They do. And what happens when when and, and this is a generalization, but that's what I have to do. When a man is the one that falls in love and the woman is not, what most often happens is friend zone. Because yeah. the woman enjoys the benefits of the friendship. When a woman falls in love and the man does not, what often happens is friends with benefits. Because exactly what you just said, the guy has an opportunity to have sex because a man can be aroused with a woman without being attracted to her, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, men are horrible, granted. And, no. you know, the, the, the joke with Kylie when I first met her was that I, she friend zoned me. And we still talk about that, right? She friend zoned me, right? Knowingly. I wasn't really like, I thought I was supposed to be attracted to her, right? I thought I was supposed to want all the stuff. And then it turned out, you know, I really didn't. And we got over it really quickly. But you do see a lot of guys, including the king of the friend zone that we're talking about, who the, he just, you know, the word simp kind of comes up. And he (laughs) simps for women. And, but then, and I think some of the people here have experience with this, he'll make a play and it's like, no, it's never going to happen. And we see him time and time and time again, get into these kind of relationships and it can't be good for the guy, can it? No. Yeah. It's got to be unhealthy, pretty like mentally and emotionally. So why do you think he does it? Because it's a source of dopamine for him. The friendship or the, the, the chase? The, the, getting into a situation where his pair bonding reward system goes off, right? He's attracted to a woman. She likes him because he's a super nice guy and he's fun to be around and he's he has a lot of um, desirable qualities in a guy, right? Like, you know, he's fun to go for dinner with or whatever. And so I know I've never been on a date with him, but, you know, I, 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 I know the guy. dinner with him probably. Yeah, I've had dinner with him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, he's a lot of fun, but they're not attracted to him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he repeatedly gets into the situation because he doesn't care if they're not attracted to him. I mean, he would like them to be and he would like it to turn into something and he would like to find somebody. But he knows when he gets into this situation, he's still going to have dopamine fire off in his brain. He's still going to experience oxytocin. There's still going to be serotonin and all these good things. Are good. And he's addicted to that. And I think this is the other thing. And I honestly can't speak because I'm I'm not a woman. I don't know why women would repeatedly get into friends with benefits situations, but I imagine it's kind of similar. You know what? I think women sometimes, I can't speak for all women, but I think women get into friend with benefit situation in the hopes that it's going to lead somewhere. That Oh, maybe, same with friends that, with benefits. Yeah. Or sorry, same right. with friend zone. Right? That eventually, oh, yeah. if they can just, you know, if they can just hang out long enough or if they can, you know, maybe the situation's not right or the guy isn't ready. And if they just hold out long enough, um, maybe the guy will come to his senses and see this amazing person before them. Right. So we, Lindsay and I had uh, a colleague and I don't know if you know who I mean. I think she immediately preceded you, but I won't. I don't want to say her name. Okay. Okay, I'll beep C- it up. Continue the story. I also can't remember her name. But but anyway, she <laughs> married she she married a guy that she had friend zoned for a long time. So he had broken out of the friend zone and gotten married. And I always wanted to talk to the guy hmm. to see how he did or how this relationship worked because I don't think like I don't I don't know how it happens because attraction is something that is very quick. Like it's very rare. And in fact, I I tried to do some research on this and read up about it, and there's not a lot. But I did find a guy who was a marriage counselor. And he said that in his entire career, he had never found a marriage that didn't start with attraction. In other words, this whole idea that you can grow into attraction. You know, you get into a relationship, somebody, they're really kind to you. They're a really good person. And eventually you will become attracted to them. He said he... He, but he said in his entire career, he has never found a successful marriage based on that. Wow. In other yeah, words, they know always what? fail. I think, but people are faking it. People are saying one thing then. Because I think if if that's the case, there's attraction there, obviously. Like even if it started as a friendship, maybe for some Michelle, reason it could I go can tell you, I can tell you that you can be married for a very long time. And that is not the case. Okay. Yeah. But in this case, they started as friends and then they ended up getting married. Yeah. And then they seem to be happy. But it'll be interesting okay. to see seven years from now or whatever it is. So what so I'm Lindsay's saying is... So Lindsay's got a funny look is, on her face. What I'm this saying is... This is, is touching a nerve, isn't it? 
Oh. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I was in a relationship for seven years where they didn't have necessarily an an attraction towards me. Like I felt oh, like really? it just wasn't there initially, but eventually it grew. It grew with, you know, they started to enjoy my personality and my interests and my passions and but it didn't work, right? Like there wasn't that initial attraction. So and why I, didn't it work? I don't know. Like there's lots of different reasons. I'm not sure. But either way, or I think maybe there's one. Yeah, there's lots of different contexts. And I think that Or maybe it, there's just one. What is it? What do you think? Maybe it is? it's the idea because there wasn't an initial attraction. Yeah. So well, I okay, but you know what, David? In the research that I've looked at, what what I've read is that men overestimate attraction and women underestimate. So, so a woman Ooh, in that this mean? that means a woman in a friendship is like, oh, like I had no idea this guy was kind of into me, and the guy in the friendship is like, no, like I I think she really likes me, and I think there's something here. So men overestimate <laughs> attraction. Oh yeah, it's like it's like the, the fucking. Woman. It's like the Snoopy. Did you know? Do you know about the Snoopy emoji, Lindsay? No. What is the oh, Snoopy fuck. emoji? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Kylie and I were texting back and forth once, and Jen and I had been talking about whether this where Kylie was into me or not. And I was like, I think she is. I think there's something here. You know, she really wants to hang out and stuff like that. And Jen's like, No. <laughs> So we were texting back and forth and I think I said something and Jen sent me this like dancing Snoopy emoji or sorry, Kylie sent me this dancing Snoopy emoji and I sent it to Jen and I'm like, see, this is proof. A girl would not send a guy a dancing Snoopy emoji if she <laughs> yeah, wasn't that into doesn't him. Really... I remember, I remember Jen's, re- Jen's reply was like, you are the stupidest man alive. <laughs> oh so that 100% goes into what Michelle just said. Like. Guys think they're into them and girls are like, I'm fucking not into them, right? So so really- I think that's what she meant though. Like what you had mentioned earlier, I think David misinterpreted because what you had said is is women underestimate attraction. So they're surprised when they hear about this guy or they don't don't think that they're um, into them. But when they find out, I feel like that's almost causes attraction. So like that dynamic is interesting. You know, when I I found- Yeah, I find out when someone is attracted to me, it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I would consider them more so, right? I'm not sure why that is. That's a weird phenomenon, isn't it? So that's the whole thing. And that was, I think, really interesting reading. And it's too bad David took his headset off right now, (laughs) because I think he'd have something to say about this. But I think you can, like, I think it's pretty safe to say that two people in a friendship or potential relationship can experience that in vastly different ways right? Like you can look at that from two totally Mm -hmm. different things. So a lot of the time, I think for a girl, it's first of all, it depends what you're looking for. But lots of times due to certain situations, you you kind of you turn off that idea of a of a relationship, right? So maybe the guy that you are friends with, maybe he's in a relationship, or maybe distance is a factor, or maybe something, there's some outside factor that just kind of makes you go, okay, like off limits right now. But if all of a sudden that person says, well, hey, like I, I kind of really like you, that could really change the way you think about that person. I think so. Okay. So what I was saying is that oftentimes men overestimate attraction and women 
underestimate. So if you're, if I don't know, as a woman, if I'm friends with somebody, sometimes I don't even go there. I don't go to that place because maybe that person is married. Maybe that person is at a distance and it's just not going to work out. So I don't even let myself entertain that thought right? But if that person eventually says, hey, like, I've kind of had this thing for you, I'm really attracted to you, then that changes the way that you could think about things. So again, like men overestimate attraction, women, I think, underestimate. And I and like I said before, two people in a relationship can experience it in vastly different ways. And sometimes those communication lines don't totally cross. One of the interesting points there is that men and women do not and men and women do not experience relationships the same. No. So that's interesting. So you think that somebody would not be attracted to somebody until they found out they were attracted to them? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying you might be attracted to a person or you might want to pursue something. But if something like marriage or distance is in the way, then you just kind of turn that off and you don't explore that. Oh, you're talking right? about me now, aren't you? You're talking, you're talking about like... <laughs> Cause so, so this is the thing. This is why Michelle's on here. Because <laughs> Michelle and I, this is this is one of the things that really gave me a lot of insight to this, right? Was because I've had a lot of female friends for my life because I was married from the time I was 20 until I was my mid 40s, mm-hmm. right? So like the part of my life where you guys were all dating and or Lindsay still is like doing all these kinds of things. I wasn't. I was married. And so this is what gave me a bit of insight to it. So Michelle and I used to work together. Did we ever go to school together? I have like this no. memory that we did, but no. I can't remember if we it was did not you go to or school. Not. No, we did we not never go to did. school together. No. Huh. No. You're 4 years older than me. Cuz like I ha- Yeah, but I didn't go to school right after high school. I it's funny. I remember like uh, I have a very clear memory of yeah, university. I don't think we went together. No, well, I, I realized that somebody I else. I had these like clear okay. memories of you, but it's somebody else. Anyway, oh, anyway, we we, really we did a lot of social <laughs> things together. We go But we're we're ve- we're fairly close in age, like Yeah. Like, what are we? I'm five years older than you, maybe? Four. Four or five years? Four. But you always seemed so much older. Like, when I was 20, though, you seemed way older. It's probably because you were married. Lindsay, say, Lindsay thinks the same thing. I seem so much older than her. Right? Power dynamic yeah. as well, right? If you used to work together and in certain positions and things like that, I feel like sometimes, you know, if you report to someone, they seem older. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if it like expands the, the range or your perception of the age. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Especially when you're 20, when you're in one of your first jobs. Yeah. And well, you I, know, seemed, I seemed older because I was also married, right? I was doing all yeah, these other life things. circumstances. Yeah. But the point totally. was, it was it was Michelle and I. We were we were friends, but I found her very attractive. And I, I and I should say at this point, I never even would have considered acting on it. Like I wasn't a creep. I wasn't doing creepy things at work. Well, maybe I was, but I wasn't intending to do it <laughs> and things like that. But I have a very clear memory of this duality where. I mean, for for a time, she was a good employee and stuff like that, whatever. But then we became friends outside of that because we were still friends after we didn't work together. And I remember holding her as kind of an ideal as a, as a woman in some ways. Mm-hmm. And we would do things as friends and it would be painful for me because mm-hmm. I was I was so far in the friend zone. And what else were you going to do? I was married, right? Like, but remember, like I was married. David, I was married and I wasn't. I didn't put you in the friend zone. Right? Like you were already, you were no, just no, no, married. Yeah. Okay. Just because that's, that's. I don't think any woman consciously puts a guy in the friend zone. Like, do you guys yes, do that? Yes, they do. 
Yes. You're like, I'm going to put this guy. Really? Yeah. I'm going to yes. agree. Oh my yeah. God. You guys yeah, are I think fucking you have horrible. to sometimes, you know, it just, it, really? creates, that, it creates that boundary and yep. it helps you kind of categorize. Oh, I thought mentally. it just happened. Like it just happened. No, I think sometimes you put somebody in a friend zone because, well, it can be lots of different reasons, but you don't want to take it to that next level and you don't maybe want to go that direction so you you make that boundary and you say no like this okay is, this is as far it. as it's gonna, gonna go i'm gonna go off here any <laughs> woman who's listening to this fucking podcast <laughs> i had no idea you guys did this intentionally i thought it just happened i'm such a fucking idiot it but hurts you know what, to be david? put in the friend zone david i have had it happen multiple times where the guy has put me in the friend zone so don't don't go there did he put you in the friend zone or was it friends with benefits Okay, I, I'm well, not accusing. I'm like, I, I realized how that just sounded as I said, because I heard it in my headphones. I'm like curious. I'm curious. There's two examples. Okay. So one guy I met um, in my early 20s and like I was so incredibly attracted to him. Like I just thought he was everything. And um, we had gone I out I on know a- who this guy is. Do you? And we had gone out on a few dates and we had hung out and um, like I was head over heels for this guy. And then he realized that I was a virgin at the time. And I don't know if this is like chivalrous you were in on your him. 20s? Okay, I was 19. At the time, yeah, at 19, oh, yeah, I was a virgin. Yeah. So he found this out. And then shortly after he said, I can't continue on with anything with you. I respect you too much. And I don't want to be your first because I'll break your heart. And so I didn't quite know how to take that. Maybe, Lindsay, you can like offer some input there. But there was something there was some kind of spark there, though. And he said, there's something about you. And I really want to maintain that friendship. So at that point, I was either going to say, yes, like, let's continue this friendship or no, like, sorry, too bad. And I said, yes. But then that ended up going to a really, that went to a really weird place because you appreciate the friendship and the connection that you have with somebody. But I was also like totally attracted to him and in love with him. And I settled for friendship because I couldn't. I couldn't get any more than that. So yeah, the guy put me into a friend zone. Yeah, no, this is a, this is an interesting topic because okay, right? so here is the friend zone reversed, but but women are a lot more vocal about how they're feeling, right? So you're able to reflect on this and say, wow, that kind of that hurt, and you're I making was, an assumption here, which I'm, just before you do, uh-huh. Michelle, did you ever sleep with him? No, and oh, you know why? I'm wrong. Do okay. you know why? Uh, why? Do you know why? No, because I'm asking. Well, A, I watched him go through a lot of girlfriends. Um, There was moments where I think it almost could have happened. And for me, that was the one thing that I had power over and control. And I wasn't going to just give that away, risk everything, unless we were in a committed relationship. So I never actually slept with him. Oh, okay. Sorry, Lindsay. Take it away. That's okay. No, I... I I get it from both perspectives. I think, Elle, like you pictured him, like he's respectful. He does not want to, you know, take my V card and break <laughs> my heart. Like that is a certain point. Yeah, chivalrous yeah. thing to do. But at the same time, it was hurtful because you were attracted to him and you had feelings and you were like, but I want him to be this person, but he just wasn't. I, I don't know what was going through his head, but I feel like not every man does that, right? And I but think- do you- 
you know what got really weird is that this person ended up for the next few years, like we ended up getting really close. Like we were really great friends. In fact, I would say we were almost in a relationship of sorts, but without physical, like without anything physical and without commitment. So anybody that he dated, they knew that him and I were these great friends. But the downside of that was I was still falling in love with him. And the other part was I could never, I could never have him even so I could have parts of him, but I couldn't have all of him. And it was heartbreaking. Right. So when I say can men and women be friends? Yeah. The weird thing is at the same time this was happening, I felt the same way about you, but I couldn't do anything about it. Aw. See, and I would have never no, known not aw, it. No, but it is aw, because you know what, David? At the time I would have never known that. Because with you being married and then eventually like moving to different places and stuff, like I loved our chemistry. I always loved our chemistry and and how we could laugh and talk and like those things were very endearing to me. But I just I just always put up that wall because I was like, well, there's no I am like that's my that's a boundary for me. I'm not gonna I'm not going to go after somebody's husband, even though I'm sure your wife at the time was not a very big fan of me anyway. Um, I wasn't going to do that, right? <laughs> she wasn't, yeah. She was not, <laughs> probably. I 100% understand that. And and that's why I'm saying like, because the, the discussion is about can men and women be friends? And this right. is what happens when men and women think they're friends, yeah. right? And yeah. that this is one of the reasons why I think it's a very rare circumstance where men and women can actually be friends. I think this kind of triggers on the topic of compatibility though, right? Like Mm. if you're compatible as friendship or are you compatible as a romantic partner? I think that there's two things that end up happening and you can look at someone and say they are a handsome man or a beautiful woman, but understand that the compatibility isn't there like you and Kylie, right? I think that that exists, but you know, at one point, maybe someone feels compatibility differently. So maybe with you and Elle at the time, you were like, yes, this could like, this is a great friendship. Or maybe she thought that way, but you felt otherwise. You'd be compatible as partners. Rant time. (laughs) What you're talking about when you're saying compatibility and things like that is we want to put labels on this and we want to talk about it like it's something we're in control of and we're not. So when you meet a member of the opposite whatever, somebody that you have possibly be attracted to. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sorry queer people and I'm sorry everything like that. I have to exclude you in this conversation because I don't know how it fits in. I'm sure it does, but I don't know. But what we're talking about right now is our bodies have ways to judge the genetic superiority or inferiority of potential partners. And what we look for without having any idea we're looking for it is genetic diversity. Early on, women look for somebody who can provide them good genes. So they look for a guy who's tall, somebody who's strong, somebody who's blah, 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 blah. Later, they start to look for somebody who can be a good provider. And I'm not going to get into that. If anybody wants to talk about that, you know, hit me up. But um, <laughs> so the idea is what you're attracted to is you really have no control over. You also, when in your younger years, your relationships with your parents and your relationships with people around that imprints on you what kind of attachment style you have, all these sorts of things. So you really don't have a lot of a control over it. 
right? When I looked at Michelle and I, I try to think about things like this, but I know what it is. I thought she was physically attractive. She was very kind. She was smart. She was funny. She was all these kinds of things that I liked. David, right? I still am all these things. <laughs> oh, no, I realize that. I realize that. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about... You sound like I'm yeah. like in the past, she was all no, these things. No, she is. But now she she's is. just she a is total all these like, things, right? loser. Yeah, no, she is all these things. <laughs> so I couldn't help it, right? I didn't go into a relationship with her thinking I want to I want to fall in love with somebody who I have to see every day and talk to and pretend I'm friends with. And I think like that's one of the big obstacles of men and women becoming friends is if somebody checks all the boxes for you and then you enter into a quote unquote friendship, you can't help all these deeply programmed things in you creating hormonal surges, right? It's really tough. It's really tough. And then I mean this could be the whole a whole other podcast, but what happens if those like if somebody actually admits that to you years later? What, well, then you go on their podcast. Where do you? <laughs> <laughs> but then where do you go from there? It's like what? What? I had no idea. And then when you think about it, you're like, wow, like I would I would explore that. I would totally I had I Well, that's where life comes in, right? Like, but that's, that's where, where life, life comes, in. comes in. And that's what I talk about. Distance is a factor and relationships are a factor. And I'm at nineteen, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, the same at, right? as I am at forty five, is I have no desire to to break up any marriages or relationships or anything like that. But when you have unrequited feelings for somebody that are suddenly realized that you thought was a friendship but could be more, I mean it's hard for your brain not to not to go there and explore that and, and want to. That's the essence of the challenge with men and women being friends. Yes, it is. Because that's a version of the conversation yeah. that you have in your head. Anytime you meet somebody that you think, oh, this person's fantastic. I think the only time men and women can be friends is when they're not this fantastic person that you could see yourself partnering with and being happy. You know? Okay, but David. Or somebody who you see as... You and oh, I are friends. You, would you? Yeah, I can't actually you, see the computer. I know. But would you say that we're friends? No, no, I would not say that we're friends. I would say that we would be challenged to ever 100% just be friends because I have this experience with you, right? I like, I think we're we're friendly and I want to be friends. We were in the same city and we would hang out, we'd go have drinks, we'd have a good time, things like that. But if I go out with a male friend, nobody is is questioning the way we look at each other. And and we're not questioning the way we look at each other. There's nothing that's out of bounds to talk about. Everything that you just said where you're like, well, I don't want to become such a good friend to this person that I risk a relationship that they have. To me, that's not friendship. Right. But at the same time, I've known you for a lot of years, right? Like I've known you for what, 25 years? Yeah, that's crazy. Eh? Yeah. Fuck. So even though we live in different places, like any time that I would pass through a city or something that you were working at, you were my number one person to say, hey, like, I'm going to stop in and see if he's free so that we can like catch up and have drinks. Yeah, because or- because you're the one that put me in the friend zone. <laughs> but I didn't because I didn't know any different. Because yeah. circumstances put people in in zones, right? Like that's yeah. what was mentioned before is is certain life surroundings, external factors end up, you know, pushing people towards the zone and then respectful women respect the zone, you know? Yeah, that's I don't thought. think yeah, I I'm agree. not saying anybody should have done anything differently. It's an interesting question because the things that happen inside your brain, you don't have control over. True, but but I don't know. You, you only you have okay. control over action. Okay, yes, I agree, yeah. Lindsay. I think there's the biological feeling 
and and that someone's getting loose. I know. I get louder. I'm so sorry. I should move the mic away. I get really loud. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. No, no. Zedcaster will fix it. Okay, because I get passionate and then I get loud and I'm drinking more. Okay, so no, that's that's what the podcast is about. That's true. Okay, so now I lost my thought because you told me. Um, I don't know. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So. Is it, Lindsay? Is Lindsay's getting up? She's getting wine or going to the bathroom? Oh, she's she getting, getting wine. Getting good wine. for you, Lindsay. Oh, good, Lindsay. Right? Yeah. Possible season two co-host here. I don't know where my thought was going. Thanks a lot. No, you were getting uh, defensive about the fact that I said that we can't be friends, right? Just friends, because because twenty five years ago I was attracted to you. Yeah, but why could? Oh, I know what I was saying. So, like when I would come and see you at different places, it wasn't that I was ever putting you in the friend zone. I didn't ever know how you felt about me there's our previous phenomenon proven really no david yeah i guess no that's true that's true because men over because men overestimate attraction and women underestimate so even if i thought that maybe at times you were flirty i would be like well he's married and and that so i'll just push that aside right? So I don't think it's a friend zone at all. I think it's just the boundary that you go, okay, well, like nothing can happen. So I guess it just is what it is. But I mean, clearly, I was just saying clearly there's something there if, if no matter what city you're in, and I'm passing through and I want to stop and see you, there's obviously something there. Well, there, but this is the where things are unequal, right? And and I'm not saying that one person when a one person puts somebody in the friend zone or one person takes advantage of friends with the benefits they're doing it intentionally right i think a lot of people do things with the best of intentions or they feel like they're doing what is appropriate in the moment but there is what i'm just saying is like when you do have the situation where one person is into somebody and the other person isn't for the person who is into it even if they're lying to themselves even if they're rationalizing things it's painful for them because what they are doing is they are they are setting themselves up for that empty feeling that you get when you realize that the person you care about doesn't care about you okay but i have to stop you there because that's not fair you can have feelings for somebody and they not know but if you tell them that you have feelings and then those feelings are reciprocated, that's a whole different story. It is a very different story if you say to somebody, hey, look, I've been in love with you. I think you're amazing. This is what I think. And the person says, oh, I'm sorry. I just don't feel the same way. That's a totally different story. Then it's friends off. Then you can't even have that friend zone yeah. or friends benefits. You are like, I feel like that puts everyone out of any sort of option and then you lose that bond and then it fades oh, yeah. and that's sad and oh, maybe and that that's, hurts like yeah. even hearing you talk about that hurts yeah right what hurts what hurts too? what well what hurts okay well here's exactly what hurts i'll explain what okay. hurts tell me what hurts the 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 pair bonding reward system provides dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin so when you get used to that and you say, I really enjoy being around this person and yeah, we're just friends. Maybe it'll be more someday because I, I really feel like I'd like to be more with them, but I'm happy with what's happening right now. And then you watch too many 80s movies where, <laughs> That's you true. know, they have the, it was always you moment. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to try this. I'm going to tell her how I feel. And the, you know what? Next weekend, we're going to a party. I am going to fucking pull her into corner and I'm going to tell her. And you get to the party and she's met a guy, right? And you're like, oh, geez, I now's not the time because clearly she's into him and she's not into me. So you fade into the background, right? And you pretend to cheerlead for them and you pretend to be happy for them and you pretend to, you know, be, oh, I'm so glad he's he's a good guy and all this kind of stuff, which if 
the other person really was your friend, you really would feel like that. But instead, you're jealous and you're hurt. So you don't say anything. And then sometime down the road, they break up and your friend is sad. So you guys go out for a few drinks, you have a couple drinks, and then you're like, I'm going to do it. And you tell them. And that's when they say, I'm really flattered, but I really think we're we're good as just friends. Okay, and but then that your doesn't, whole fucking world collapses on you. But that doesn't always happen, David. Well, but in the no, situation, it does. No, it does not always happen like that. Nice try. Well, then, then why? Well, no, because I think if two people have an opportunity to explore more, they'll explore more. Because keep in mind, I'm, I'm saying that in this situation, there is, I mean, you're talking about a situation where like what we had where like I was married. But what I'm talking about is a situation where, where things are unbalanced, where one person is attracted to the other person and the other person is just not attracted back, right? Like when we talk about the king of the friend zone, he can be as into somebody as anything. They are not going to reciprocate. And it's painful for that person. And it's difficult to be like if – so let's say he had admitted this, – this king of the friend zone had admitted feelings and it's going to be really difficult to be friends after that or have that bond or continue that you know platonic anything moving forward. Yeah, exactly. And that's but the problem. Did, I guess it depends how strong that bond was in the first place. No, True. it doesn't. Yeah, I think <laughs> sometimes it does. Really? It depends. I think it depends. Like the thing I is, so a, girl, a girl is not going to just be friends with a guy that she gets no benefit from. And I don't just mean sexual benefit. I mean, you're not going to be friends with somebody if there's not something there for you. Right. So if if somebody says that, like if she says, no, I'm sorry, I just don't feel the same way. And he's like totally in love with her. I have a feeling it just wouldn't real. I don't think they'd. Well, I don't know. I don't think they'd really be friends after that. No, that's what we're saying is they would be. Yeah, friends after I guess. That. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like like to revert back to your point, L is, you know, what if there is this like, you know, 10 year, 20 year, something bond prior to these feelings being admitted, you're uh-huh. not just going to go your complete separate ways, right? No. Like I do feel like that there is like this, this longevity of, of bond that will maybe still tie you together at the end of the day. And I, I do think that there's a base that you build and emotions and things like that it, as a friend, like as you care about this person, you know, their life, you've been there, they've been there for you, you can chat anytime. And yeah, when you're in the next city, you would say something or when you're get when you have a kid, you'd, you'd let them know something like that, right? You want to share your life with them still to an extent. It's weird. And I think that that works because the attraction fades. Does it? You think attraction fades? Is that what I you don't. Said? I don't think it fades. I do. Really? I do. No, I no. think that if you were, I think that 20 years ago, and I'm yep. not talking about us. I'm okay. just saying, I'm actually thinking about, about two other people. You, at one point in your life, you're like, yeah, this person's really cool and I'm attracted to them and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, marriages have difficult, difficulty surviving 20 years, right? So you, you, there's this person who is somebody who you never even connect with romantically. The attraction is not going to last 20 years. Right. If they mm-hmm. if it's the way they looked, well, they don't look like that anymore. If it's the things they were into, well, they're not into that anymore. And especially if they've gotten married and had kids and done other things. Right. Like there has to be something kind of more there. But right? that's maybe where the friendship sustains you. Like this guy that I'm talking about, I just recently talked to him again. Like, just out of the blue, he was yep. passing through Regina as he was, like, moving with his family, like, to Alaska. And him and I had a chance to go out for Jeepers. drinks. Yeah, I know. So that how to- crazy is that? That totally sounds made up when you say he's moving to Alaska. <laughs> no, like, that's... Like, oh, it's one of those stories. All right. 
It's honest to God true. I mean, again, you you kind of just go, well, that's not going to happen. He's married. He has two kids. I'm not going to do anything there. But I'd be lying to say if I didn't still, like, I still enjoy talking to him. I still enjoy going for drinks with him, right? And David, it's been like 20, 25 years. I mean, I haven't shared every like intimate detail of my life with you over those 20 years. But since we've like reconnected and started talking again, there's still that there's still that thing, right? That it doesn't matter how much much time has gone by. So I think this whole idea of men and women being friends, it's very much I think sometimes, especially if both people are attracted to each other. And, and have to be friends because of other situations. Men and women remain friends kind of like it's that possibility that keeps things going. It's leaving the door open a crack no. just to go, hmm, uh, maybe. I'm going to disagree because okay. I think we're talking about two different things right now. Okay. Well, and uh, let me explain why. What you're talking about is leaving the door open for romance. And that's inherently not a friendship. Well, but it's built on a friendship. Yeah, that's not a friendship. But yes, Mm, it is. But it is inherently not a friendship. So Kylie and I have absolutely no desire (laughs) ever, whether it's now or it's 10 years from now or 20, we have no desire to ever be romantic. It's the, the whole idea that a friendship can be a suppressed romantic desire that lasts for 20 years and then now turns into something romantic because fortune allows it, that doesn't mean 20 years ago it was a friendship. That no. kind of makes my point. It means it means that you had a good relationship with somebody and there was trust and there was commonality and there was all these things. And one of you, so in our in our case, what happened was it went dormant for a long time. Like I left Regina and we talked a couple times every few years and things like that. You got married and had kids and I got married. Well, I was married. I had kids and things like that. And our lives went on. The constant reminder wasn't there. Say this is a friendship. Say you guys live on the same block. Proximity. Right? Yeah, that there's is proximity. The key. Right? That say is there's something like attraction. that. Over 20 years, the two of you are going to fuck, right? At some point because it is just going to overwhelm you. Right. And you're going to see opportunity. You're going to get older. You're going to kind of learn about the transient, casual nature of sex sometimes, whatever it is. Right. So I don't think what you're talking about is a friendship. And I will say again, I don't think men and women can be friends. But if you didn't have that friendship, then you wouldn't reconnect with people. You have to have some kind of foundation, something has to be there. Because there's been yeah, people but- that you can be interested in or they're interested in you and it totally fades. Like there's no there's no foundation yeah. of friendship there whatsoever. And it depends on your definition of friendship, right? So at the time, like when you had drinks after work with, with Elle, it was, you know, that was your friend that you were meeting after work. You enjoyed their company, right? Is that the definition of friendship? Maybe, right? I always get up to get a drink at the wrong point. Yeah, he's getting a drink right now. Oh, yeah, I guess you could see. Like, I'm sorry. I'm still, like, working around the navigation of, like, looking, but, looking there. But at the time, but, what yeah. David is saying is that it wasn't just friends for him. But for me at the time, because he was married, it was. 
external circumstances. I'm right. And, and women maybe are maybe are better at that. I don't know. Okay, no, that is a that is a stereotype, and I take it back. But I feel like certain people are more respectful of the external circumstances and mentally. You, yeah, you suppress it. You suppress right. your attraction. I think that's possible. I think you can suppress suppress your attraction to the point of maintaining friendship. Oh, you have to. Yeah, that's I guess you exactly- have, that's everyday life. There's so many fantastic people you know, in the world. Or really? That's follow. everyday life for you? No, no, that's exactly. Actually, Lindsay, I agree because I think at some point you make a conscious decision, even if you're attracted to somebody, even if it's your friend and you want it to go further, at some point you make a conscious decision to kind of like override your system and you push maybe that desire aside for the sake of that friendship. Because here's the thing. If you do end no. up Monogamy. sleeping. No. Hello. If you but that's end not up a friendship. But but it's still the basis of a friendship, David. It's still the basis. So as I got up to get a drink, I heard you say, what makes a friendship? And I've, I've said this a million times in the podcast. And I'm a really big believer in this. Friendships are formed on things that you have in common. And passions are things that are formed in your differences, right? Uh, yeah. So when Kylie and I, one of the reasons we have such a dynamic relationship is we have a lot in common, especially when it comes to values and sort of how we look at the world. And that's where our really strong friendship comes from. We have screaming fights because we have a very passionate relationship because we also have a lot of differences, oddly enough, also based on values. So when you're talking about somebody who, you know, a man and a woman meet and they have a lot in common, yeah, they can become friends. But that what does that create? That creates a deep social bond, which is one half of what you need to kick the pair bonding reward system. The next thing that you need is attraction. And so I think that for men and women to become friends, there has to be a mutual unattraction. They have to both look at each other and be like, ick. Well, I disagree. I think I think the best friendships are when you're not attracted to the person and the hardest friendships are when you are attracted. That's like, what I really? just said. I know, no but I, but you're saying that you can't be friends. And what I think Lindsay and I are saying is it's really tough, but you can still choose friendship even if you're attracted to that person. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, you can yes. take this poor guy Absolutely. and he can be like, it's be like, I realize you're attracted to me, but I'm going to put you in this little zone I have. You're going to be my friend. In fact, I call but it friends. That's not and fair we'll be friends. because that can and, work the opposite. And the simp, way. yeah, but the simp. Well, of course, again, but the simp is like, that's great. I think that'd be fantastic. We'll just be friends, right? And they're really- No, it's not that easy, David. It's so much more complicated than that. It's so much more complicated than that. It just occurred to me what the answer is. Like, I have a lot of male friends. I have a couple female friends. And then I know a whole lot of other women. I have (laughs) never jerked off thinking of any of my friends. So that is the the thing. Female or male? No, no. Well, either, either, either. I don't, I don't think of like people who I would say I am friends with. I don't think of them doing something humiliating while I jerk off. Okay, but there is a lot of other women and Leonardo DiCaprio who (laughs) I think of doing humiliating things while I jerk off. So those women and Leonardo DiCaprio, as much as I hate to say, we could never be friends. But we are friends, David. You don't think we're friends. That's what you're saying right now. Women get hurt when you say they're not your friend. <laughs> even like, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, that, like, even I've, if I've heard this conversation no, several really? times. Yeah. So actually, my current partner, he is also a big believer in that men and women cannot be friends. But yeah. I, I spoke to him about this 
one woman that he knows that he is friends with now. And he said that he was very open about her at the beginning. He's like, I don't want to be friends with you. And then eventually, by circumstance, she ended up with his best friend. And now they are very close. Now they're friends. So I don't know. It's just and, and she said she was so hurt initially when he said we can't be friends because women and women just Why can't be would friends. you be hurt? Because we want that bond. Because we like it. You're, we enjoy your company. So we want you would have okay, but they're not making a conscious decision. What what they have is they have this at least forty six thousand year old thing in their brain that goes off in your presence. They can't control that. And what you should be happy that they say that because them saying that at least allows for an honest relationship. And maybe you're never going to be best friends. But at least they respect you enough to be honest with you. I think when the guys pretend to be friends because they're ho- hoping something disastrous will happen in your life and you'll look at them and be like, all right, I'll, I'll settle for this guy, which really is what it is, right? Or, you know, maybe my partner will die and I'll be, you know, I'll be freed up or maybe this terrible thing will happen to me. And you know what I mean? Like it, it's a really horrible, at least when a guy says to you, no, we can't be friends and we're not friends. I have an ex-girlfriend. Right, you've met. Well, I can't. We don't say names, but I have an ex-girlfriend, oddly enough, with the same name as our guest. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her once. Actually, it was once when we were all having drinks. I don't. Do you remember? It was like a going away party, and she was flying out, and I went yes. sat with her and had a few drinks. Yes, I remember that. And one of the, and that was the time I told her because she said something with friends. I said, well, we can't ever be friends. I'm like, I'm never going to be friends with you. Like I look at you and I talk to you and all I think about is everything that went on, right? Mm-hmm. The person's yeah, being honest. Yeah, but is that after your relationship? Yeah, that was after, but I was That's being different. honest. I think yeah. it's different after a relationship. I'm talking about like people that you're attracted to that you've never slept with. That Point. that there's a friendship there as a base. I'm not saying you're just friends, but there has to be some kind of friendship there. Because I saw Lindsay just agreed with you, and it's like, oh my god! Like it's interesting as a guy in this conversation with two women in this conversation to see how we are such fucking worlds apart. <laughs> And how I can totally see how all this shit that happens, happens. Just because we haven't slept together is a matter of circumstance. I go, we hang out, we go out for drinks and we're done and I'm driving home and you're driving home and all I'm thinking about is fucking you or like all those kinds of things, right? You're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about it because if you were thinking about it and I was thinking about it, we'd be doing it. No, right? wrong. Or if no, you were, th- but if you no. were thinking about it and I was thinking about it and there wasn't something else in the way, we would be acting on it. There is something that is inhibiting it. And I, I got to be honest. I think that if you're a guy, because I'm a guy, I don't know the, the, the feminine perspective. I can't be just your friend. I can't be the same thing. I can't go over to your house on a day off, drink one of your beers, sit on your couch <laughs> and talk to you about what a fucking bitch my girlfriend is. Right? Like, like that's just not going to happen. I'm going to go okay, over. And but I'm- David, over the years, you and I have like met up several times. For visits. Yes. Right? Yeah. So then why why have the visit then? Why go uh, for drinks? Why have a visit? That's a really good question. That's a really good question. And it is because I, I want to be egotistical and say I look at things a little bit differently. But okay, let me give you an example. When is the last time you and I hung out in Regina together? And you don't even remember this because we talked yes, about Yes, I do. The last time that we hung out in Regina? When was it? Was when you were at yeah. the rider game and you took my phone and told my boyfriend at the time to come pick me up. Yeah. By the way, do you, do you remember much of that evening? 
<laughs> Some of it. Do you remember the guy who spilled my drink and then got me another drink and I thought he was the coolest guy in the world? Yes. And he had a rider jersey on with a, with a blazer over it. And I was like, that is a fucking man. Yes. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Uh-huh. The uh, It's not a podcast if I don't seem like I might be a little bit gay. Uh, <laughs> but I remember at that point even talking about you with you afterwards that I was so conflicted. And when I stole your phone and told your boyfriend to come pick you up, it's because like I was awash in like you were so fucking sexy at the time. And there was so much going on. And I was worried about what would happen. And I remember even texting you and saying like I regret calling your boyfriend and you were said, oh, you know, I, I can't remember what you said and stuff like that. But no, like as much as I wanted to hang out with you because you were my friend. No, but as much as I wanted to hang out with you because you were my friend, there was this desire that I had. And I didn't do anything because still, I was still married and I wasn't going to do anything like that. And I I texted your boyfriend, told him to come pick you up and stuff like that. But it's fucking hard, man. And I think that a lot of guys out there would take advantage of the situation. Okay, so then that would make you that even though you were attracted... There was still some kind of foundation of respect of friendship there. Yeah. No, 100%. But it was painful, right? Like, I think that that's one of the things. I think that's what we're talking about right now is when you talk Mm -hmm. about two people being friends, one of the people in the relationship doesn't have to endure pain to be a part of the relationship, right? But I think sometimes, and me, I don't know. What do you think, Lindsay? Do you think girls endure the pain a lot or do you think guys endure the pain or is it equal? I think that it's changing with time and context. Honestly, this conversation is just reiterating the idea of monogamy versus polyamory to me. I forget that other word. I might have said it wrong, but you know, it's it's us forcing ourselves when we when you have a boyfriend or you have a or, or he has a wife or whatever it is, it's like we're trying to suppress any desire or drive that we have to appeal to cultural uh respect or whatever, like our norms, you know? And I feel like those lines are have just been getting blurred these days. That's why there's so much divorce and all these things. Like I think this this could result in a lot of different conversations, but I do feel that women are more vocal about they're hurt and I think that they they find it easier to talk about with their with their girlfriends and things like that I don't know I think that it could go both ways though I have to talk to you about a really cool article and it's a it's one that was referenced a few times when I was looking stuff up and it was by Bleask and Bus and it was from 2000 and the whole idea of the article even though the only thing is they they interviewed college students and I think it'd be really interesting if they interviewed people like at different ages basis of the article was about the costs and benefits of opposite sex friendships. And I mean, they did quite a really, yeah, they did a really, really interesting study. And they had quite a few hypotheses. And what came out was that at the end, women, they, they found a benefit to opposite sex relationships was protection. They felt protected, right? Hmm. And for Mm -hmm. men, the benefit of an opposite sex friendship was sex. But for both, I'm serious. I have it right here. But for both sexes, what emerged was that what was a benefit for both sexes was they liked having the friendship in order to learn how to attract mates. So they liked 
the information that they got. I can see that. Yep. Um, in order to do that. And I mean, the, the article is like 20 pages and it went through a lot of the costs and benefits of opposite sex relationships. But it was really, it was really interesting about what we see as costs and benefits and what outweighs what and what you're willing to, what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to sacrifice. Question for the two of you. I've talked in depth about the male version of it, which is being friend-zoned. So the female version of it is friends with benefits. And you just said it. Like the male benefit of being in a friend's relationship is sex. I'll go one-to-one because of the lag we have right now. We can't all talk at the same time. So first, have you ever been in a friends with benefits relationship? Yes. And how did it make you feel? Well, I I think I sacrificed a part of myself frankly. And so that friends bit with benefits was actually my husband. And before we met, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we were we were friends for probably 4 years before we actually started dating and he was just coming out of um a marriage and he was separated and he wasn't looking to get into anything serious and again i i i don't know maybe i'm falling for people that are emotionally unavailable but i kind of fell for him and we had this connection and we were really able to talk and and connect on a deep level um and then i mean you couldn't really to your to your argument david you couldn't help but like when there's chemistry there between two people even if it starts as a friendship and you don't want it to you you've both said look we're not looking for something long term um sometimes you can't help those feelings right and so we ended up being in this kind of pseudo relationship so it was friends with benefits but without commitment and so that right. was interesting and then it got to a point where i'm like well like when you're with somebody and you're a friends with benefits in a be- in a friends with benefits relationship it's not like i wasn't trying to date other people but you can't because you have this person in your head and you're emotionally kind of attached to them but they're unavailable but you do right but they don't no they did so too. Lindsay, have no no or wouldn't be friends with the benefits we were both single. Yeah, but that's what he told you. But he was single. No, no, no. He told you that he had the same feelings. But he didn't want a commitment. He didn't want a relationship. Yeah, of course. That's, so yeah. it was this kind of like fake relationship. You're getting every all of your needs met and getting everything that you need, except you're not actually in an actual relationship with each other. Okay, Lindsay, have you been in a friends with benefits? Yes. Like I, it's interesting because I'm thinking about it now. And, and the question that you asked is, how did you feel? And I think, the duration of your friends with benefits relationship sometimes has an impact. Like sometimes if it's over a long period of time and this person's just always there when you need them, kind of like your your rebound. But at the same time, this is where it kind of roots where it's like you can turn it off to be friends. Like you can suppress when you're in a relationship and external circumstances impact that you can suppress your sexual desire momentarily, you know, and, and still have that relationship and that friendship. But then once the external circumstances don't exist and it's like, okay, well, like, let's hang out. Let's hang out like we usually do as friends. And then it just turns into benefits again. And like, honestly, that was glorious and something that you know, I had needed at one point in my life and they were just there and it's lasted over a decade. And uh, so I it was good for you. That. Yeah, it was really benefit. Oh, it was my benefit. Not only do I have this emotional support throughout my, you know, entire adulthood, but I've also had. Well, someone, what's this person doing now? Um, I I think they're single right now. Oh, this but poor fuck. It's a guy. It's a. <laughs> yes, I'm straight. 
I I am attracted to males. Oh, yeah. But oh my but God. now I am. In- fuck, <laughs> whoever you are. Oh my God, because I think one of the worst things that could happen for a guy is being friend zoned, but also being the friend with benefits. Like where you get in, you get to knock on the door every now and then. It's come on in, and oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, that would but ruin a guy. Was like the why? Guy well, wait, wait a minute. Let me just let me just rant for a second. Why do women seem to think that guys don't have feelings? Like that's what it sounds like sometimes. I hear you guys because I, I should say I should have said this at the beginning. I have far more women friends than male friends. I don't know why it is. It's because I was raised with women. There was no men in my life. I've got a couple friends, but. I'm just surrounded by women. I have a daughter, not a son, like all these kinds of things. And the so I hear you guys talk all the time and holy fuck, it's like you guys think we don't have feelings. You know and what, we David? Do. No. I have to interrupt you because all of my experiences, like when I look back at my different friendships, I'm the one that's been friend zoned. I have. There's something that I'm sacrificing. I haven't friend zoned any of these people. I have not friend zoned these people. Let's give us one example. Okay, so use a name just for fun. Okay, let's say Devin. Oh, this guy horrible name, Devin. <laughs> I'm making it up. Is that the re- oh good? Thank God. <laughs> so okay, with Devin, I was friend zoned. I would have liked nothing more at the time to be in a relationship with him, and I was friend zoned. Even with my husband, like prior to us actually finally getting together. He friend zoned me. I didn't friend zone him. Okay, no, no, no. That's not true because you were having sex with him. Okay, but I wanted more, and he didn't. But but that's friends with benefits, right? So friend but zone is different than friend. Yeah, no, there is there yes. is no sex in a friend zone. Oh. Well, then no. there's no okay, friend zone here. Okay, well, then no. To explain, friend zone is usually when the woman is has no interest and the man does, and she takes the advantages of having a boyfriend, but there's nothing that's reciprocated. Vice versa, vice versa with uh, friends with the benefits because the guy just wants to have sex. He just wants to fuck you, right? Whereas a girl, to use the Kylie example, she gets her gutters cleaned out. She, uh, you know, she has somebody to borrow their truck every now and then, right? Like all these kinds of things. Like it's, it's, it's an unequal relationship and just the basics are, I don't think there's a lot of times where a woman is friend zoned. Right? Okay, Where, but I've just given you two examples. So, but, but you never had sex with either one of them? With Devin, I've never had sex with him. With my... But that's a friendship then. No, it is not. No, it oh, was Oh, you not. wanted to have sex with him? I Yeah, absolutely I did. But I wasn't going to do that. Did you that ever tell him just, that? Yeah, but I just no, said, gay. no, not at all. He's gay. No, he's not. Because I had... There's my other friend example. Women with gay men. And if he was an instrument, of- he'd be a French horn. Oh, uh, he's not gay. He's married with two kids. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it does. It does. And and when I was friends with a guy that I think actually was gay, like there was no attraction there whatsoever. Like zero. All right. Fair enough. But we I have an sleep, example. But we didn't Let's sleep together yours. either. What, with a gay guy yeah. or with a... Yeah. So there's this very good looking man that Is he a dancer? I no, he's not a dancer. Lindsay's a dancer, by the way. Not like a stripper. Like you. <laughs> oh my god! No, not a stripper. Like you really like dancing. Like you. Yeah. yeah like yeah, Latin no. dance and stuff, and she's really good Love at it. Dancing. I remember. Yeah. She used to talk about this. Oh yeah, so is Michelle. Oh. Yeah, Michelle. Like that's a, one of her big things too. Oh my god, we you guys could do a dance podcast together. We should. We but should I remember this is a funny thing, and I'm going to make Lindsay uncomfortable here. I, 
I, I remember Lindsay was just somebody who was at work and stuff like that. She's fun and we'd have drinks and stuff like that. I remember, I think it was a Christmas party or something. You guys were up here in the bar afterwards dancing. Mm-hmm. God damn, Lindsay can dance. <laughs> like, Jesus. The alcohol helps. But Does it? Anyway, I don't know about your story. Let me talk about this gay guy that I was attracted to and that I found out he's gay. And then now it's not there at all, actually. So, Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. But, it, you know, that physical attraction was there with this male and he was good looking. And he actually had dated my friend for a while. Like he was- Girlfriend or guy friend? Girl. Like she, oh. he was trying to like force it a little bit and things like that. And he was so, like he's drop dead gorgeous, nice guy, whatever. But now, yeah, we're friends. So like there's a dynamic, right? Whether you, you know, your your attraction and your sexual identity and gender identity, all these different things, right? There's so many components involved, but I'm just saying like, yes, okay, so depending depending on your this whole podcast is about can men and women be friends but are we are just referring to if you are a male attracted to someone who identifies as a female yeah, no i would say it's it's can you be friends with and you know what I, too bad joel's not here it would have been great to get his perspective because i think there's a lot of gay people who are friends it's can you be friends with somebody that you're attracted to yeah okay that's a better way to put it i like that yeah yes because this this whole person that I'm attracted to who's who's into the male masculine no there's gender. no way there's no way here's 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 a uh, don't you love it when I'm me I'm like yeah, fuck you you're wrong here's why it's because what we're talking about is ancient or parts of our ancient operating system in our brain so if you look at this guy and you think this is a guy who I would like to have babies with then this pair bonding reward system is going to kick in. If because he is gay, you realize I'm never going to have babies with him, the pair bonding reward system will not kick in and it doesn't count. But you can still be great friends with him though, right? No, absolutely you can. If you mm-hmm. if you yeah. can short circuit the pair bonding reward system, right. which is when you are attracted to somebody and you have a deep social bond, your brain produces serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin. If you can avoid that by not being attracted to them, and here's the big thing, arousal is not attraction. Arousal is a biological response to wanting to have sex, right? See, and Whereas I would attraction, say- attraction, you can be attracted to an attitude, you can be attracted to confidence, you can be attracted to whatever, right? But that's where that's where it's very it's an interesting line, David, because you can love all of those things in a friend and still be attracted to that. Michelle, love doesn't exist. <laughs> I have to believe wow. it does, David. I have to believe that it does. Oh my God, I didn't even talk about that. Love it doesn't, is love. For the for the purpose of what is love? No, Baby we're not going into love. <laughs> we're not going into love. No, that could be a different whole podcast. Yeah, but, we, basic, yeah. but basically, the, what, when you say love, love does not exist. It is not a thing. There is no basis for it. There are two things that could be referred to. Wait, what is the time on the clock there? It's one thirty. Yeah, we have to start. Cla- we have to start wrapping up. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to get into what is love. That could be that could be a season that's two a conversation. Next, that's the next, yeah, season two. I would yeah. say. What is love? We're right now. So <laughs> after the point of this conversation, and I'm going to go last because it's my podcast, <laughs> and we're going to get Lindsay to go first, and then Michelle, and we're going to ask the question again: Is do you think men and women can be friends? And I want to make sure that this is clear: you do not jerk off thinking of your friends. Okay, Lindsay, can men and women be friends? <laughs> 
this is, you know, I'm, I'm glad that this podcast has provided a lot of food for thought. I still do feel that men and women can be friends if there's no attraction, right? But, th- but that's your point that you've been making. Oh my God, I convinced you. Like if there's attraction, it is difficult, but I think it's still possible. I think with suppressed emotions and your mindset and the context and considering life, you can force friendships. Is that terrible? I don't know. Yeah, no, you can't force a friendship. But th- then that comes back to the term of the definition of a friendship, like someone who you want to no. see. Who- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to the defi- definition of a friendship. Oh my God, I'm slurring. This is a real loose and conversational <laughs> podcast. Yay. You do not you do not think of a friend when you're jerking off. And you could not imagine jerking off thinking of that friend. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the woman equivalent is. And you're do saying you guys, do you guys think about people when you masturbate? You have to. Yes. You do? Oh, you yes. have to. Okay. Yep. Well then it's the same thing. And you think about somebody that you're sexually attracted to. Yep. Yeah. For okay. Sure. So think of okay, I don't know your family at all. Do you have, you have a brother, right? Yeah. Have you ever thought of your brother no. while you were masturbating? No. Bill, have you ever thought of Scott while you were masturbating? <laughs> no. And Scott's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Or you used to be. I don't know what he is anymore. But you've never thought about him while you were masturbating? No. And why is that? Because <laughs> you're not attracted to them. True. Right? Okay, cool. I can guarantee you when Kylie's firing up the uh, whatever she uses, I don't know. We don't talk about this. She's not thinking about me. Right? And I think that's one of the things. To be a friend, you don't think about them when you're masturbating. There's a lot of people who I don't think of that I'm friends with then. Because I think that narrows it down. Like, I think that makes it easier to say, yes, absolutely, that you can have male friends. Well, you there can are- challenge yourself now. You yeah. can be, you, next time you're thinking, are me and blah, blah, blah friends? Because <laughs> you're it. going at it, you're like, let me just think of them naked. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, oh, fuck, we're friends. <laughs> and But then there's one-way friendships and two-way fr- Like, that's the thing. No, like, there was it- no one-way friendship. In my head, I'm friends with this person, but maybe in in their head that they're attracted to me and they're actually not friends. And okay, this is a great question. What makes you right. a friend? Exactly. Well, okay. there's a chemistry and there's a connection. Mm. You know what? I, I would say that's true. That's the beginning point. What happened to me today? Today was a very stressful day at work. I won't go into why, but we knew something was going to happen. And an hour and a half before it happened, my daughter and my ex-wife texted me something happened and they needed help. So I went to go help them. And you know why I went to go help them? Because I'm friends with my ex-wife. And to quote Letter Kenny, when your friends ask you for help, you help them. And I think that that's fundamentally what a friend is, right? You don't think of anything. Like I never thought anything about, oh, I hope to get something out of this. A friend is somebody that you have so much in common with and you identify with and they're such a big part of your life that if you need help, you go help them. Altruistic. No, not at all. I, I know because I think that even if you go to back to it being tribal, we need to have friends, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys all have somebody you would ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're your friends. Do you want to fuck them? Not all of them. Oh, some of them? There's that attraction, right? So attraction is sometimes in the back of your head. Oh, God. Well, this is always what, this is always what happens. We get to the best points at the end of the podcast. <laughs> so you have somebody who you trust enough that you would ask for help, but you also want to fuck them. It has been there at one point, for sure. But right now, you suppress those because if you're in a relationship. You, then you're not the yep. friend. Yes, you can still be a friend. And I think that's the difference, David. No, is that no you can't. I think, yes, you can. Because a friend doesn't ask you to suppress shit. <laughs> yes, no, but because of different circumstances, I think that friendship is a foundation. It's you're, you're talking like it's all or nothing, and it's not like that. Or at least for women, 
It's not all or nothing like that. So let's settle on the idea that there is 50 shades of gray, right? Oh, yeah, like there's, yeah, yeah. there is no right answer to I this question. Because I think we're at time. You have the computer. What time are we at right now? One hour and 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Fuck. We got to wrap this up. So, and we've all had kind of our last word, whether we think it's a thing or not. I think we're still at the same point that we were at the beginning of this conversation, right? It can be, but there's always, there's going to be something that somebody sacrifices and you're going to weigh the costs and benefits of that friendship. And that friendship can be a foundation to lead into something more. I'm going to bring my mic close and I'm going to say, guys, if there's a girl out there and you've been thinking about shooting your shot, just do it. And if she says no, then fuck that bitch. Don't fucking put up with it. Don't clean her gutters. You're never going to fuck her. She's going to end up with a guy that you fucking hate. And that's just the way it is. Oh, shit, Lindsay, shit. Looking at me like I just took a shit in the floor. I know. Lindsay and I are having the same look on our face, I think. That wasn't for you. That was for the guys listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Okay. I, I, um, El, I'm going to let you have the very last word since you're our very special guest and we appreciate uh, your presence here and your opinions. I think they're all very valid. But I think at the end of the day, we need to consider the fact that, yes, maybe sometimes there are, there's a caveat and sacrifices and benefits but why do we have to overanalyze this, right? Like, just go with the flow. And whether your opinion is that women and women can be friends or can't be friends, I think there's always a context and external things to consider that will impact that. And there is no right answer to this question. I'm going to be neutral. That's very co-hosty of you. Thank you. All right, Michelle, take it home. From an evolutionary standpoint, point friendships are puzzling and the research has proven it it's it's weird we understand evolution in terms of reproduction but friendships are an interesting place can be friends if you so choose in 2021 i think we have the capacity Hard choices all the time and we decide to do things and we decide to set boundaries in lots of areas of our life and I think really attracted to another person in a friendship and wants to pursue it further and maybe it is or maybe it isn't reciprocated because of different circumstances um, but that longing makes it relationships to happen all right thank you so much el for your uh <laughs> educated opinion and your participation in today i think it really provided some great insight to be yeah, honest this was even, a good one. even for me i feel like i look at it completely different now and i'm really doing some self-reflection oh really and oh fantastic you know i feel like you need different opinions and to actually talk about it out loud because i think a lot of these thoughts are very internal and you kind of just, like I said, you just, you go with the flow, you go with life and you just kind of come with, you know, if someone doesn't want to be your friend or does, you will fight for it if you want it. And if you don't, then you just accept it, right? Anyways, either way, thank you so much, Elle. You were wonderful to meet and to speak to about this particular subject matter. All right. And thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, let's hear the music. Thanks for keeping it loose with us. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. Check out new episodes weekly and read our blog on looseandconversational.com. Finally, like and follow us on Facebook. I would love to have something from you in my inbox.